everyone. Welcome, everyone. This is our uh, podcast number two. So, guys, as you know, we've been swipping, uh, switching between AMA one week podcast for another. We've been doing the AMAs for a little while now, but I uh, want to keep you guys in the loop as to what's going on in the crypto space. And what uh, you know, We want to open it up for you guys to kind of give some input, allow us to kind of talk about the project just a little bit, but this is really more about what's going on in the crypto space. The uh, the topics for today are going to just be FTX updates. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. I think that we all agree we don't want to spend too much time on that. I feel like we've had a solid dose of that over the past few weeks. We're uh, going to be talking about uh, influencers um, and now how they are shifting and taking the approach of crypto being a space that you need to stay away from, that you need to get out of to keep your money safe, and maybe what some of the reasons why they're saying that. And Elon Musk talking about the possibility of using crypto on Twitter, which is, uh, I think, folks have been talking about that for a while. And then uh, implications, or rather getting uh, the crypto use cases in the international spaces, South America obviously is a is a huge hot spot. Uh, we're really kind of focusing not on call it the major countries, the G six, G seven, G twenty. We're really talking about anything in the uh, third third world space. So, so guys, we're going to go ahead and open it up. You know, um, my name is John Nesgoda, aka Texan Whale. We also have uh, Michael Suknam on the line. Uh, Michael is the COO at BRB, and uh, Clint Aneron, aka Crypto Bronze or just Bronze, depending on the accounts. And uh, he is our CINO. He is the uh, innovation guru on BRB. So, guys, we're, we are recording this, so we are having this not only live, but we do want to go ahead and get this on another another a bunch of different spaces we do have the podcast which will be on amazon it'll be on spotify apple you name it it's on there so so guys we'll uh, we'll start it off by uh i guess really just opening it up how was uh how was everyone's thanksgiving you guys have a uh a good yeah, thanksgiving my, mine was decent yeah the, the the normal traditional family get together Football, stuff in your face. Yeah, Sounds like good times. Good times. Yeah, good mine, time. yeah, mine was good too. We actually uh, we hosted for us, and we had about maybe nine nine or so people over. But I just found out this week that we're gonna have thirty seven people over for Christmas. So, wow! Looking forward to that. That's a lot of people. Yeah. How was yours, John? It was no. That's no joke, Mike. I mean, I can tell you, mine was really nice. We went up to uh, back up to New Jersey and uh, went up to New York, and uh, you know, looks the same, feels the same. It's cold this time of year, not like Houston, where eighty three, eighty four, eighty five degrees today, which is oh, really kind of outside the norm. Outside. Yeah, it's just too much. It's too much. Not seasonal, but uh, but it was really nice. Really nice guys. So. What we'll do is uh, we'll start off with FTX, though. I think we'll just kind of transition this right into it. Uh, there are a lot of talk about uh, FTX and specifically Sam Bankman-Fried, where 
Senates had uh, requested for him to speak, and he kind of just ignored it. Right, uh, so they're going to be setting up a subpoena to see if they can get him in. Uh, there is, there is just, I feel like almost every every single government entity out there is really going after him right now, and rightfully so. I mean, fifteen billion dollars in counting. A lot of people got hurt out this one. That's so, crazy. That's crazy. I I did see on an article that. Uh, Elon Musk on Twitter says that he's going to make all of FTX's tweets public. Did you, did you guys read about that? Mm-mm, no. Well, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I just briefly saw some chatter on it, but a lot of people were like, we need to know, right? Because there's a lot of missing money. Um, they're just not, not accounted for bad, bad bookkeeping and Feel like Elon in general is using using his new purchase to really get his views out there. Yeah, but I think at the same time, uh, you know, uh, Sam has has uh, politicians behind him, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he supports some of the, the political parties out there, so oh. it's, it's going to be a tug of war. It's gonna, I think this is going to be really drawn out. Because uh, he's he's gonna, he's protected somewhere. Yeah. I think uh, I think you're gonna. F- My opinion is I think you're gonna see a lot of folks start to ghost him. Um, you know, you have uh, you have IRS now uh, claiming that this was a Ponzi scheme, and uh, what the rules are. They're basically they haven't quite said it yet. They are exploring that, and uh, that's just another entity that's going after him. Uh, yeah, I I know last week uh, BitBoy Crypto was uh, he was in the Bahamas. He was trying to basically trying to trying to get at Sam, and um, I guess he went to someone like a like an attorney's office. Um, you know they had like the FTX like uh, property holdings. You know, so there's just a lot of money movement going around. You know, over there in, in the Bahamas. So, I know, I know, Big Boy's trying to trying to get him arrested. Well, I mean, it, it, I think it's going to work itself out in that direction. I think even if even if they release him, they're going to go ahead and charge him for something. Uh, would be my guess, whether or not do he's you, found guilty or not. Do you think that they're just kind of making an example out of him? Like he, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously, <laughs> thing, things were not done well and appropriately. But is he just like the poster board child now of like what not to do? I mean, he is CEO. And yeah. if anyone is responsible for the collapse of the company, it is the CEO. Uh, whether or not he claims ignorance, it's it's not enough for him to get away scot-free. Uh, they, they will go after him. CEO I, is the right guy to go after regardless of whether or not he knew wrongdoing was occurring. Have there been, and, and you, you know more about finances than me, John, but have there been examples on Wall Street of similar things happening to this extent where it kind of rocked the world? Everyone's talking about it. Well, I mean, I feel like you, you Goldman Sachs, just, just, right? I mean, it's like Enron. I mean, how, how big do you want to go here? 
I, I mean, we go after the, you take a look at even like we said uh, Enron, and that was at the turn of turn of the last century. It was it was huge. It it destroyed people's retirement funds. It uh, it it took out so many other different entities along with it, so other business entities because of the sheer size of the thing. It was essentially a house of cards, and this was FTX is just another example of that. Where what happens when you over leverage yourself? Um, I I was listening to someone on YouTube actually on my way home tonight, and he he made a statement along the lines of when back in June when this started to play out, it was kind of the moment where the water started to recede and he kind of saw who was who was left naked standing there these folks the ftx team started placating and started kind of spinning it saying listen we're okay nothing to see here we're going to actually start buying other companies right and mm. it was just it was a farce obviously they were over leveraged it was mismanagement and it was it was going to fail yeah, and you see everything that's unraveling, well, all, all these money that's that was put in. But um, yeah, it's yeah. I, I kind of want to see him go to jail, or really, definitely at, he, at the at the bare minimum, right? I mean, <laughs> and, and that's what I mean. Like, he's going to be made an example of now, rightfully so. But with all these agencies and all these people going after him, I mean, jail time at the minimum, right? Yep. Well, I mean, who knows? Uh, stranger things have happened. Um, if, of course, it is a Ponzi scheme, well, then that then sure enough, yes, he's going to jail for a very long time. But uh, it's interesting how enough CEOs, regardless of whether or not they knew or didn't know, seem to get off with a slap on the wrist. Now their career is pretty much over, at least uh, playing the big game. You know, there are folks that do walk away, so we'll we'll kind of see how this plays out. Now, have you heard about the the news recently? Like a couple of uh, "quote unquote" crypto billionaires uh, being murdered in the past couple of weeks. You know, I actually did see something about that. It was a uh, the kid that uh, was was drowned. He had sent a right. text out, a tweet along. Yeah, it was that's right. It was a tweet saying that um, they were out to get him, and then thirty minutes later, he was found drowned with his clothes completely on and his wallet on him. Damn. Yeah. Um, uh, swimming out in the ocean. Yep. You know, so, just, uh, in the back of my mind when I heard that story, I was like, better watch out, Sam. I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I mean, that particular story, though, that, that uh, individual does have a history of extreme paranoia. Uh, it seemed like every other tweet, someone was out to get him or someone else. So, right. I don't know. I, I, you know, mental illness is a is a real thing, and um, <laughs> it can happen if you're a billionaire or or not. Right. So, what are your guys' thoughts on FTX and all the spokespeople for FTX? And a lot of people are like are suing them, talking about you should have did more diligence. I mean, did they? What what grounds is that, right? I mean, they're not giving financial advice. I'm assuming. So, how could they get sued just just because they're just because well, they're celebrities, right? They're, well, I mean, right? It's, it's it, you can't be guilty by association. Number one. Yeah, I don't you think should. you can go to to jail for endorsing, right? 
I well, mean, um, you can get fined if uh, if it does go outside of uh, normal expectations. So I think Paris Hilton got fined, Kardashian got fined, but it was one they weren't reporting it. It wasn't done in the proper form and fashion. If if Sam knew about it, if he did it knowingly, if there was individuals that were you know, that it was done knowingly, they paid him off in FTX or some other type of crypto, then, yeah, I think that there are some grounds, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I think it's uh, posturing. Okay. It's a way to separate themselves from the situation, right? We didn't know this was going on. We are not a part of this, even though I'm Tom Brady and I was paid to, to endorse. Mm-hmm. We didn't know anything about this. Understand that, public. This is just a way for us to kind of step back. Makes sense. Yep. Just to disassociate themselves from... Yeah, to distance themselves, sure. Yeah, FTX spoke, talking about spokesman, the, uh, Mr. Wonderful, Kevin O'Leary, um, did lose $15 million uh, in a payday from that crypto mm. firm, from FTX. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, he uh, he says he's going to get it back. I don't know. Um, I'm sure he's going to sue the heck out of him. And even though he, you know, 15 million, I'm sure to him isn't isn't everything, but it, it still it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to lose. So I understand why he wants to go after them. But when you have folks like Kevin Kevin O'Leary going after the firm and then start spinning the fact that. Crypto is crypto's bad. Crypto, you need to get out right now, folks. It's going lower. Uh, another example of this is Jim Cramer. Right? Got to get out now. It's, <laughs> it's bad news. You know, that I think the question here, guys, and I'll pose this to you, is do you think that they are saying this so that they can bring the price down or drive the price down further so that they can get in lower and make their money back tenfold? Uh- a thousand percent with Kramer. Yeah. A thousand percent. When, when, when he zigs, you zag, you know, definitely um, what, what he's saying. It's he's t- telling that crypto's going to zero that, that BS right there. Crypto, no matter how bad crypto is going to be. I mean, we're in the bear market. Crypto is not going to go to zero. So that means he, he's getting him. Yeah. He's pushing down the price so he can get himself a, a nice bag uh, of Bitcoin. I mean, speaking of Bitcoin, it's been it decoupled from the U.S. market a couple of days. So, I mean, it's, it's it's holding up. And, you know, I believe Santa the Santa rally is real. It's coming, you know, for, for all markets, including crypto. We're going to see like a nice bump towards the end of, uh, of the month. It's going to transcend. People are going to feel good. Uh, and and the sentiment is, is going to be more positive. John, what, what you mentioned about uh, Jim Cramer and get out of crypto I, I think I may have told you this story previously, but when we first worked with our financial advisor, this was our first call it meeting. First question to us was, what would you do if the stock market crashed? Would you A, sell all your stock, B, hold on, or C, buy more, right? Me and my wife, we spoke about it and we were like, well, we would hold. Right, because chances, you know, we're not like super wealthy or anything like that. So maybe if we had the extra money, we would buy more, but we wouldn't sell. And he goes, "Good." He goes, "Most people that I advise would hold on, 
the ones that are call it more daring or have have the necessary have the call it excess funds would buy more, right? And and that's I've seen uh, Hydra mention that a lot, right? Buy buy the dip. His advice is never sell when the market is low. Uh, the, at the minimum, you should just hold on. So um, I I don't think back to the point. Jim Cramer's advice: you would never, you shouldn't, shouldn't be selling when the market is low. You just hold on. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean really solid advice, right? Uh, you take a look at any standard or traditional market, and I'll use Standard Poor S and P. They have a, a long tradition over the past past decades, many, many decades, where year over year, if you average it out, you're averaging 8% gains per year annually. Now, some years are going to be much higher. Some years are going to be negative. But when you take a look at the play, everything from long-term plays in traditional markets, such as a broad range like Standard Poor, it only goes up. NASDAQ only goes up, right? And it's based off of one principle, consumption. And as humans, that's all we do. We consume and, and, we, and our population grows and we consume and we consume, whether, whether that's Coca-Cola or Gap clothes, right? There's, we just continue to buy. There is no reason in our type of market uh, – the capital market like we are in, where they we should be going down uh, and, and hitting zero. It just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we have a long-term uh, look at what that, what that really is all about. So HODL, right? That's the message. Now, you know, crypto, though, crypto is new. A lot of people are not in it, right? So when he talks... Some people listen, and it's a shame. Yeah, but I mean, for back to your point, is it self-interest for for him to do so? I mean, if that's his proven track record, then I don't see why this would be any different. I feel like it's kind of the opposite of what Elon was, is doing with with Doge. Right, he bought a whole bunch, went on SNL, did a little skit, watched it go up. Mm. Well, no, I feel like. It was just the opposite. It was the build-up. Right, right. That's what I mean. Like he bought it, and then he promoted it, and then his investment went up. Yeah, these folks know how to make money, get rich. Um, They're already there. They know some of the tricks of the trade and what gets the market. When you have a huge following, like a lot of these folks, you have a large percentage of individuals that are going to listen. So, catalysts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. during the, the bull run, I mean, yeah, Elon was very active talking about Doge. It, it pumped. Yeah, so it, it's kind of dangerous, but at the end of the day, you know, they, they say investing is a solo sport and you have to do your own research. You have to look at the charts, kind of like familiarize. I'm not a TA. I'm not as good as, as John reading the charts, but I feel like I know enough. I know now to control my emotions in investing. You know, I, I learned a lot from... From, from the pandemic, you know, I, I did a panic sell. And that was a learning lesson. From there, from then on, I, I, I realized how, how, how to play the game, the emotion, uh, there's no panic sells. 
you know, when there's blood on the streets, that's when that's when you go and buy the dip, right? And when when everyone's at that euphoric state, that's when you take some profit, sell some profit. It's it's really simple, really. It, you just take got to take out the the emotions, even though how scary it can it can look. Now I'm I feel like I am bulletproof. When if there's like a zombie apocalypse, I, I'm not gonna get phased. If the, that if the the market goes down, that that's an opportunity. Like war, whatever you know, there's gonna be opportunity uh, buys. So definitely, yeah. So you have to be uh, an informed and educated investor. And so sometimes you you don't want. That's why you don't listen to to all these influencers. I mean, some are are legit, but you still at the end of the day, you, you have to do your your own research. Yeah, and if you take a look at someone like Jim Cramer, that's actually how he started out. Right, he uh, he was made famous because of his initial start when he when the market crashed. He was all liquor. He was telling everyone, you know, this were riding way too high, way too hot. He had a lot of liquid on the sidelines. When it crashed, he got in. Right, you know, that's kind of what's that's the that's the best way that you can do it. Right, remove the emotions. And everyone that is in the market right now, everyone that is in the crypto space, they burned their diamond hands. They've been forged. So I feel like a lot of folks are kind of feeling the same way, at least in the space right now that are still holding on. There's a, there's a real reason why they're here. And it's because they understand and they believe what the future looks like for it. Yeah, my, that, my, back to my financial advisor, John, and, and the one thing he mentioned is it's not like you don't play the stock market, right? I mean, certainly there are day traders and sure that like they're profitable, but for the average person, it's not about like buying and selling. It's just about investing and then remaining in, right? And that, that goes back to that hodl, like you mentioned, right? Like when you choose to buy a token, like just hold on to it and don't like, Whatever happens, just write it out. It's not about playing the market. It's just about being in the market. Right. Yeah. And the folks that are in right now, I can, I almost, I don't want to say all of them, but a, a large percentage right now are the bag holders. And what they're learning is through pain, of course, is hold. And you'll be rewarded. I mean, you sell when, when you're, Profits are 80, 90% down. And I, I don't know anyone, any reason why anyone would do that. If you believed in a project before, if the fundamentals have not changed, why get out now? Makes so, sense. Yeah. Those are the, the panic sellers. Uh, yeah. You know, the panic investor, the uneducated yeah. investors. So, yeah. Sorry. No, I mean, you do, right? And you, you kind of just want to kind of shake them and say, wake up, you know, but you know, it's their decision to do so. And you got to respect that, right? Uh, but uh, you also want to make sure that they have the most informed decision to do so. You know, I don't have any advice for the short-term sellers. I feel like that's just gambling. But, uh, you know, long-term is the way to go. That's the only way you're going to make money that I know of, uh, nothing comes easy. Nothing comes quick. And easy money made is easy money lost, as they say. So, 100%. But, uh, you know, we were, we were talking a little bit about Elon Musk, and um, you know, the, Elon had actually sent out a tweet, it was actually three or four days ago, about bringing 
bringing crypto to Twitter. It feels to me like this guy has, has already done it. He just hasn't executed yet, right? This guy is a visionary. He has, he now owns the biggest social media powerhouse out there. This isn't, this isn't the Washington Post. Twitter is huge. It's massive. It is the biggest billboard in the world. And to, to indicate that he is going to leverage in some form or fashion Twitter, which is international, to be able to leverage crypto, I mean, it seems to me like it may essentially be the largest bank, banking system in the world. What are you guys' thoughts on that? It, it's, it's huge. It, like Twitter, it, like you said, Twitter is big. He's going to take it to another level. Okay, so um, Binance uh, was in part of the investing when, when Elon bought Twitter. They put in uh, $500 million. CZ, or Binance, has opened up a what they call a Bluebird Index. You get Bluebird. What's in there in that index is BNB, Doge, and a project or a crypto called Mask, uh, Mask Network. And Ma- what Mask uh, Mask does is it's a network, or I guess Web three that that connects to uh, social um, the social platforms. You can, <clears throat> especially on Twitter, you can do encrypted messages. You can transact cryptocurrency uh, through Twitter. So I mean, you you they have the feature now on Twitter where there is um, where you can tip. I guess you can tip Bitcoin or some form of crypto. You can verify, you know, the PFP files, the PF, yeah, profile pics, uh, verify, you know, w- with Ethereum. Uh, yeah, Vitalik, he's he's using the, the mask network. You know, you connect it to your, your Twitter account. It, it's huge. And we have Vine. Twitter owns Vine. I'm pretty sure he's going to, ha- he, he wants to do video uh, on Twitter. I'm pretty sure we're going to see that in the future. We're going to have like, you know, like, like a video chat, like what we're doing now. We're going to kind of sort of like, like uh, telegram. So he is, he's all in and yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to uh, what, what, what Twitter's going to look. He's going to, he's definitely going to take it to the next level. He has so many other features. Yeah. It, I, I can't even remember all of them. There, there was one also like when, you know, with free speech, but of course, you know, you'll you'll have like these hate, um, hateful content. You know, that's that's going to be there, but it's probably the the, the reach is going to be lower. You know, demonetize or whatever. Just like anything on the internet, you you can find some bad stuff on the internet, but it'll just probably be like down the pile, right? So, yeah. So it's it's going to be great. That yeah, CZ is all in. He's he he said that he'll be ready. When Elon is ready to go with crypto, he he is willing to, to partner up with them. Well, and- so help, help me understand, guys, because honestly, I, I don't. So if crypto is introduced in Twitter, and I, I get the whole entire, like, call it, you know, Google Pay, Apple Pay portion of it, right, transferring it through Twitter. But what else would that do? What other utility would that introduce? Well. I mean, if you had a if Twitter came out with their their own way to store, right? Mm-hmm. So, called wallet, and 
they you you keep all of your crypto there now you can buy so now you can potentially have sellers on twitter which there is right and you can monitor if he wanted to i don't know that decentralization is what he's after i'd also don't think that centralization is what he is after right twitter in itself by design is centralized crypto in its purest form is decentralized i think it's somewhere in between because elon has no love for the central bank system uh, he believes that it's going to eventually crash and burn i i, I don't know but uh, you know i think that overall if you can use it as a place to not only exchange between peer-to-peer funds and a place where you can store it, but also use it as a place for peer-to-peer to purchase. You just created the largest largest financial platform out there. I mean, it's not about exchanges. It's about buying and selling, period. Like, like a marketplace within Twitter? Like a marketplace within Twitter, sure. Uh, but, you know, and it, it, it's when we think about marketplaces, especially like what we're doing, right, um, where we are leveraging what is known for most and then allowing them to, allowing us to leverage crypto on the back end, right? So you have that, that Web3 on top of Web2 and the blockchain uh, integration into it. We're trying to capture a large audience that isn't that isn't currently using it. I wonder though if you take a look at the average user on Twitter, what how much time they're spending on it, which I'm sure he has, and then what they're trying to achieve on it, which I'm sure he has, and then integrate the blockchain into it. I feel like the options are endless. Yeah. He can he can make this thing whatever the hell he wants. And there's gonna be a lot of buy in. Just got to make it simple, make it simple. And I know that he could do that. And the question is, what currency will it be? Will it be a brand new one, an existing one like Doge? That's the, that's, that's the million dollar question. <laughs> because once you find out whatever that token is going to be, it's going to pump. It's gonna I'm move. sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it'll one that he has his own interest in as well. Well, no doubt. And, and yeah. it's clear that he has, he's, he really firmly believes that Doge is it. And when you take a look at Doge, it's very simple, but you don't need it to be complicated. It doesn't need to have utility. It needs to have value. And the only one that gives crypto value, the only one that gives gold value or the dollar value is humans. So if we give something value, it will have value. I I, I know that sounds... <laughs> I know that sounds just very simple, but we've been doing it in the history of the world, right? She's seashells, and then we go into salt and pepper, peppercorn, and you give something value, it will have value. Right. Wars are fought over it. I mean, it was, it was a couple of years ago, like, like when Doge was pumped. I mean, during the, the bull, the bull run, it, it's like a lot of the quote-unquote normies was was all in on doge it was to me it was like annoying because i'm like wow why doge why why this <laughs> why, why this is just the silly there's other to me there's other better 
projects out there that had better utility. But no, everyone was gravitating because of Elon. And it's, yeah, I mean, he had that tweet before where, like, he he can see Doge becoming an intergalactic currency. This is what's going, this is what's going to happen. Oh, man, this is going to be melting faces in the next bull run. Well, and then, and we were we were talking. Uh, so, Professor X and I were talking about this uh, a few weeks back. This was well before Thanksgiving, and we talked about pairing BRBC uh, with other uh, other forms like you know USDC. Do we want to pair it with that? Do we want to explore you know pairing it with Bitcoin? And then the reasons we behind the why and and then i paused and i hesitated and he he recognized the pause and he goes well what you know and i said well okay i'm gonna say it and i'm gonna say it out loud and i i'm thankful that you're not near me because i feel like you would you know slap me but um (laughs) i said well what about doge and he's like and he, he he made this awful groaning sound And I said, well, okay, right, but Elon Musk, Twitter, right, there's been talk about this happening for some time. And then he's like, okay, all right, okay, I get it. I understand why. And then he starts looking at charts and we start taking a look at it and exploring exploring it overall. Now, I don't know that that's the direction that we're going to go as far as pairs, um, I don't know that even pairing is appropriate for our model, but I do I do feel that when you have someone that is as highly educated, who has been in the space for so long as our Professor X and understands the why, the use case for it, I don't know, you got to respect it. And Elon Musk is is no dummy, right? I think we all know that. So he sees something that the rest of us don't. I agree there was the bull run. I also feel like it was on a platform where initial folks were coming in, Robin Hood, and there were a lot of people buying it and selling it through there, right? Mm-hmm. So they, were, they had this easy way to get into it, and it just took off. And I, I mean, do you feel like any any token would have done right what like anything that he promoted would 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 do well yeah yeah of course yeah, yeah. and he picked doge <laughs> <laughs> and he picked doge yeah now i mean i i i i would do want to just take that reel that back just a little bit i feel like there are some tokens out there that are just completely toxic right and that i don't think that he would pick something that would be a honeypot or a rug pull something that has obvious deficiencies to it and to its utilities. But Doge is very simplistic. It's been around. It's been tested. Right? It's been in the space for a while. Yes, it started out as a joke. The creator even said so. Mm. I'm sure the creator is also kicking himself for not holding as much as he did because um, he would have been sitting, well, he would have been sitting right next to Elon Musk because <laughs> – so, yeah, I don't know, guys. Uh, yeah, Elon, Twitter space, I feel like it's logical. I feel like it makes sense. He has this massive 
platform, the biggest communication platform in the world. He's going to make it bigger. Yep. So, so now, like talking about this, you, you kind of like got to look at those more seriously now. So maybe we should try to uh, look into pairing. <laughs> well, you know, I think ultimately it, it will, what, you know, I think when it goes to that, what would be the benefit for us? And if, if we do decide to pair, what are we attempting to leverage for that? Is it because we want to be able to swap between liquidity pools? I feel like that makes sense. If we are going to choose a top five liquidity pool token to pair with, Doge makes sense. Bitcoin makes sense. Ethereum makes sense. USDC makes sense. Right? Um, so Absolutely. We'll yeah, see because where it takes I- us. I'm thinking that there's going to be an on-ramp within Twitter where people can, you know, use their fiat to purchase or or to exchange and and purchase Doge and you use that within the to Twitter ecosystem. And uh, yeah, I, I can see that the on-ramp, off-ramp. Yeah, I, I think it would make sense. That is, if Doge will be the one for for Twitter. I mean, like right now, it, it's looking to be the one. Oh one well <laughs> not not oh. one but one of them <laughs> one of Lord, yeah, Lord, I, I, Lord, I, Lord I would Thomas. imagine that there would be multiple but yeah twitter the largest banking system in the world <laughs> that's man that's mind-blowing yeah. and I, i'm thinking he's getting he's gonna be trying to get getting rid of the bots where you know, the blockchain they, you know see so know. Uh, he, yeah he, he even sent he's out accounts. this past week I mean, uh, so he uh, so he did send out a tweet this past week, you know, and it was actually I think it was more of a poll. He had said something about, you know, please let me know if you're noticing a difference between where what what it did look like, what it now looks like. Do you notice a lot of bots? Do you see less of them? So they're working towards it, right? That makes sense too, because if you want your platform to be legit, then you got to take all the fluff out of it right if you want people to really pay attention to twitter and make it meaningful then you have to do your best to make sure it's real people that are utilizing that platform sure right a better experience yeah definitely you know uh, and i think you know an example of that would be when google bought youtube for those of you that remember that um initially it was it was a lot of there was like Movies that are put being put up, copyright was being broken left and right. Uh, the the content was in a lot of cases just not regulated, and there was a lot of bad actors. And Google came in, and cleaned it up, and take a look at it now. I mean, my kids don't even watch TV. They don't even, and when they are watching TV, they're watching YouTube on TV. <laughs> right. So right. Um, you know, give it, give it uh, in crypto space. Give Elon three years; he'll continue to change the world. So, yeah, that's that's, that's crazy. It, it's funny because it's, if you compare him and Mark Zuckerberg, you know he he's on the Web three, like 
Elon's Web3 people are, are, are on board with it. But then when Mark Zuckerberg, you know, changes Facebook to Meta, they think it's lame. <laughs> they don't think it's, it's, it's going to fly. But uh, yeah, maybe because of the bad rap that, that Zuckerberg had, you know, because of the, the privacy, that the data privacy. So, yeah. but yeah, everyone's riding with Elon. Elon's the, the, the cool, the cool kid. Well, I think that's, yeah, it depends on which circle you run in for sure. Um, he's definitely, he's definitely has his vision and he knows how to execute. So I think, uh, I think a lot of us here agree with you, Clint. There's no question. There's no question. So, you know, talking about changing the space, changing the world, you know, one of the last topics that we had was the uh, the impacts on crypto in the international space. And those impacts specific to, you know, third world countries, those that don't have access to traditional banking systems, but it's seemingly everyone seems to have a cell phone these days. And it's funny when you take a look at Elon Musk and Starlink bringing internet to everyone, right? And, you know, I, I think that when you take a look at some of the use cases, especially in South America, there are more and more, and Africa, right? There are more and more uh, systems, more and more social systems out there that are embracing it. And I think it's great. And I think it's, it's a great way to get uh, buying power, uh, the, the power of something of value into the hands of someone who traditionally was kept out of it for one reason or other, born into its regional demographics, etc. These folks are now given an opportunity to change that around for themselves. Um, you know, I was watching a video the other day where uh, they were using it in El Salvador to teach kids how to use it on their phones to purchase food. And they went up to the merchants and it was just this practice that they were showing them. And it was just amazing to watch because they're our future and they're the ones that are going to drive this moving forward. I thought Mike was the one that posted that. <laughs> no, it was Brian. It was Brian. Oh, Brian. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it is it, that it's definitely the the future, the, the digital currency. You know, it, it, we're still in the rough patch, right? We're still in this, I guess, experimental phase. El Salvador, you know, basically kind of took a chance, right? Made it Bitcoin into a currency, an official currency in the country, but Bitcoin went down. So it, it, it's still it's volatile, still, right? So I mean, it, it went down. But for me, with, with El Salvador, they basically got nothing to lose. To me, that's that's the that's the the risk I I would be willing to take if I was the president. And we we know that, that bitcoins will go up. It, it's it has it's just fundamentally, you know, there's only 21 million bitcoins out there. There's there's about what 18 that's already been mined. Yeah. What what yeah. they're harvesting? Even, they're using the power of the yeah. volcano to mine, and I hope they prosper. And, and Clint, really, you, definitely. Go ahead. You you mentioned how how crypto is well, not crypto, but Bitcoin is 
you know, it, it is volatile because it is cryptocurrency, but even given how volatile it is, it's still more stable than some some governments, right? With like their the way that, that if the government folds, then so does your bank. And John, you mentioned this earlier, right? Like not every country has has the, the backing for for the banking system. So what are they leaning upon? They're leaning upon Bitcoin, they're leaning upon cryptocurrency. And um, they're doing that because it's not tied to their specific government, tied to their country. It's, it's more stable. Um, I mentioned this story earlier, but um, my buddy in India, he was there getting his PhD and he said he went into town just to go take some money out of the bank. But the people in the bank were like, they, they were on strike and the bank was closed. So he couldn't take out money, right? Like that wow. wouldn't happen with cryptocurrency. Right? Everyone has a phone, and it's, you know, with with a satellite cell service. You now that that won't be a problem in the in the coming years. You won't have to risk that. Well, I can't withdraw money because my bank is closed. Yeah, it, it really is the late eighteen hundreds in the U.S. Right, the early nineteen hundreds in the U.S. where we were kind of going through those same pains where states were kind of doing their own thing. Banking systems were starting to fail. There was no federal system. And then eventually the federal system came into, came into play, came into motion, call it the, the teens uh, into the twenties. And there's growing pains through all that. And there's going to be just like there was going growing pains when we switched from the gold as a standard to the greenback. Um, that's going to happen but it's it's only going to make everything stronger when you take a look at El Salvador you know their history is not like it was in the past to call it the last hundred years when you compare it to the history in the United States to where they were at they are no stranger to to total collapse of their economy and they they've gone through these 60%, 70%, 80, 90, almost to zero on their currency alone because of corrupt governments, bad luck, whatever. The, hyperinflation? I think what hyperinflation, well, and hyperinflation is as a result, it's mismanagement, um, unfortunately, because if you, you're centralized government, if you had some kind of centralized banking system, they're there to help control that. They didn't have any of that. So they're going through 30% swings on a banana that they bought yesterday for, for a dollar, call it. And now t today they're, they have to, they're buying it for a dollar thirty, a dollar forty, a dollar fifty. I mean, these folks are no stranger to it. This is nothing new for them. I think in the long run, I think we all agree that crypto is the future at least those that are listening to it right now, crypto is the future. These Venezuela is is going to make out big on this. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to the next five to ten years and see what, what's what's this going to be looking like. Well, yeah, it's, I, it's, it's going to be largely adopted. Um, you know, it wasn't that long ago that I was using up in Jersey, right? Like tokens to drive on a tollway. I would drive up, lower my window, throw a coin that wasn't worth anything except the value of going through that toll because right. that was more convenient than, than, than having to break a dollar and wait for change. All right now on a tollway, I mean, I don't, I think there's a cash line. I mean, in some, some tollways there's not like straight up 
no more cash lines, period. Right. So and if if that has if that's a trend, then crypto is definitely going to be the future and the not so too distant future either. I mean, you take a look at so we're talking about tolls and how they, they compare to the token system and then how we move to a digital uh, it's called digital dollar, which doesn't exist, right? It just goes from our bank account to their bank account. You know, when you drive through these tolls and now you have highways, if anyone is in Houston, we have 99, which is the, the largest ring around the the epicenter of Houston. There's no tolls at all. And it's all OCR. Basically, the the system just takes an uh, image of your license plate knows where you're located, and if you don't have an account, it'll just send you a bill in the mail, and you have to pay it that way. Um, you know, so, and it's it's not that there's a fine. What You pay whatever it is. It's not, you know, so, you know, I think that the uh, getting back to adoption, I, I feel like it, it's going to be just that. It is not going to be a nuclear bomb going off. There's not going to be this this moment wherever in the world just kind of shifts, it is going to be that slow burn. It is going to be that, that, that slow shift towards it. Most folks aren't even going to recognize it. They're going to be using it and they're not even going to know it. And that in part is what we are aiming to do with our project, right? We are trying to make it so you connect your, credit card, you connect your debit. If you're still using the traditional fiat, you're able to interact with purchases of NFTs, which are Ethereum-based, etc. It'll go into your non-custodial wallet, which you don't even know exists. You have it, you own it. You want to buy a, a, you know, a TV or whatever, game system. It's there and it's easy. You don't know that you're using it. That's how it should be. The complexity that we're going through right now in its current state, we talked about Twitter earlier. I feel like Elon is going to simplify that. And that's, of course, our goal as well. I can see the in the future where, like, um, you know, what you're saying, talking about, like, gift cards. I hear people, that's how they, instead of, like, cashing out, you know, going through their bank account, they'll just, um, with their crypto, they'll cash out through using uh, gift cards, digital gift cards, things like that. I, I can see, like, kids saying, like, because I really believe that video games are going to be pushing Web3 and the play to earn, play and earn. I can see, like, kids earning or whoever, kids, adults, whatever, and then purchasing items on on the BRB website you know, around the time of Christmas, like oh okay, I earned and from whatever Fortnite, I earned uh, say like ten dollars worth or fifty dollars worth of whatever token I can exchange that to BRB, and then purchase something to buy my mom or dad uh, a present from the marketplace. Well, and if you think about it, right during our last bull run. That was all the rage. Everyone was talking about gaming, interaction, play to earn. And I believe that there is absolutely still a place for that. Um, 
Now you're starting to hear the shift towards the buzzword is uh, Web3, right? Web3 this, Web3 that. And it makes sense because it's that natural progression towards use case. And in order to adopt more users, we need to make it available and easier for Mm -hmm. users to come into it. Gaming makes sense, right? We start, we saw this kind of back with the dawn of the internet when we started to switch from bulletin board systems to the internet, call it 1.0 into 2.0, whereas the internet started to introduce images and then it was music and then it was full-blown movies and then it was gaming and then it was high definition and it's snowball effect and more and more folks are using it. And before you know it, their satellites pumping it down from Elon Musk to every corner of the world. And that happened in what, 20 years, 25 years Mm -hmm. from bulletin board systems to AOL to, to the middle of wherever the hell you are, doesn't matter. You're getting the internet. Um, things happen so quickly. And as everyone knows in this space, things happen even quicker here. I feel like we are in a very good place. The market is down, yes. The market will rebound. I'm confident of that. Are we at bottom? I don't know the answer to that. I feel optimistic. I feel like we hit bottom back in June. I feel like that's when the shakeout occurred. And the rest of us that stayed, again, those are the ones that are going to get rich during the next bull run. So that's my take on it. Sounds good. Yeah. We're, I think we're almost at the hour. We are. Dude, uh, we did have a few folks coming and going. If uh, you want to open it up, though, of course, if anyone did have anything, just please raise your hand. We do want to make sure that uh, we do give an opportunity for those who want to speak to speak and have anything to say about Web3, the future of Twitter and impacts Elon Musk may have on it. I feel like there's a lot going on in the space right now. I know that there is a lot of still negative feelings, negative emotions that are going on. I feel like the crypto market is in a state now of being hung over. Now we just need to start to heal to move forward. Yeah, definitely a lot of healing from FTX. Debacle. And one more thing about that, I mean, just just to throw it out there, do you guys feel like we're going to see any more major shakeouts because of it, or was that the last of it? What are your thoughts? I don't, I don't think that was the last of it. I think that we're still going to – we still have some aftershocks coming. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I, truly, uh, I truly hope not. Right? And if they are aftershocks, just like any other aftershock in an earthquake, they lessen – and they lessen, and they mm-hmm. lessen. So let's hope they are nothing more than just aftershocks because then the impacts are smaller and smaller and smaller before we start to see the growth. So, guys, that's all that, that we're going to go ahead and wrap it up then. And, you know, thanks again for joining us. Uh, didn't join us live. We certainly appreciate you guys listening in uh, to this recorded. Of course, we'll go ahead and keep keep these coming to you, these podcasts. Every other Thursday, 
and the AMAs for the BRB project every alternating Thursday. So thanks again, guys. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Clint.